Hello, good evening and welcome to the official home of the E-Premier League champions. It's time for something a little bit different on the channel tonight once again in the real world. Where has it all gone wrong? Who is accountable? And where on earth do we go from here as a football club? Welcome aboard for tonight's relegation roundtable. I do want to make it clear before we kick off, this isn't about... Uh, our, our wonderful guest tonight-ish. It is about you guys in the comments section. So any questions, statements, rants and raves, as always, get them in and I will bring them up on screen to field to our top draw guests. So let's introduce them. First up, we've of course got BBC Radio Norfolk's Rob Butler. Rob, good evening. Absolutely brilliant to be here. Thanks for asking me, Chris. Delighted to be with... Um... Ollie Stone as well. I've, I've already, I've already, you know, kind of uh, teased who we've got with us. But an England cricket star. Um, he's got his Norwich shirt on, and he's a Thorpe and Andrew scoreboy as well, aren't you, Ollie? I am indeed. Good lad. See, I'm with us Thorpe boys representing tonight. Stick together, don't we? Stick together. Exactly. Ollie, it's great to have you, mate. And I had to bring out, I had to bring out one big hitter. I couldn't just have these two gents on with, with me as well. So th thanks for joining us, mate. I really appreciate it. Nick, how are you, mate? I'm all right. Yeah, not too bad. All good. All good happy. here over in the Midlands. <laughs> Are you happy, please? Yeah, I'm pretty happy. Good. I'm, yeah, I, you know, yeah, I'm pretty happy at the minute, yeah. Yeah, not too good. bad. Good. Well, that is a solid start, and I will certainly take that. First of all, people weren't so happy, gents, that we titled this a relegation roundtable. So can I just um, kick off by, by going to, to all three of you and asking... Is it definitely over? Ollie will go to you first. Is it definitely, definitely over now? Are we down? I mean, I'm optimistic. The the COVID year, I thought uh, we would get out of it. But unfortunately, I th yeah, the, the teams around us are looking too strong. So I think we're down. Ollie says down. Nick, down? Yeah, unfortunately, uh, for them. Um, I mean, relegation roundtable. I mean, you've got to get some alliteration in there somewhere anyway. So <laughs> I think we're fine with the title. But um, but yeah, look, I think um, Brentford and Leeds were probably the last chance saloons for them. Um, and uh, it's gonna, it's really gonna take too much of an effort to to get there. They're they're already looking for snookers and relying on others. So unfortunately for them, yeah, it's mm. you, you struggle to see a way out of it. Mr. Butler, down and out. Yeah, I mean, look, you've got to be realistic, haven't you? And I agree with what the chaps have just said. You know, it's 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 beyond retrieval, really, isn't it, for Norwich? Because you've got to pull out some massive results. We've got to really sort of pull out some massive results against teams that we've probably got no chance of beating. You know, Tottenham at home, Man United away, still to come Leicester away, you know, who, who are always a really tough side to play. So, you know, I, I still worry that, that we're going to end up kind of not even giving ourselves a chance and, and sort of losing those games against Burnley and Newcastle at home. Um, I don't fancy us at Brighton at all. So I don't, I mean, you can't say we're relegated. It's not a relegation round table yet, but I'm, I'm, we've got to be realistic. You know, Norwich have not shown all season that they can stay up. They've shown that they're just not good enough. And there's been a, a million and one reasons why, which we'll discuss in the next hour or so. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think, um, you know, we're not relegated, but we probably will be. 
Yeah, it's all but done, isn't it? And uh, let's just go to the comment section. So many of you joining us already, over 150 people watching live and I'm sure watching back all over the world. So good evening, hello, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are and whenever you are watching. Um, first of all, we've got Chris Sadler's with us on YouTube. He says, good day all, hoping for some magic and insight from the Fab Four. Wow. Reaction to being called the Fab Four, Ollie? Well, you're the Ringo, for sure. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not sure he's heard me speak before. I don't know how much uh, <laughs> much he'll get from me, but yeah. Brilliant. And we've got... Who, the... who have we got, though? Ollie, Ollie's got to be Paul McCartney, the real talent there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Um, Nick's. Nick's obviously a fantastic writer. So John Lennon, you happy with that, Nick? I don't know. I think they've got to wait until this is over to to, to give All us right. a, a time. I mean, it's not. Again, it's not. It's not <laughs> a liberation, but you can, you can call us. You call us the clueless quartet by the end of this. <laughs> definitely, Chris Reeve, your Ringo. Okay, mate. Okay. Uh, Sam Lincoln says, "Good evening. All this promises to be quite the episode. Good evening, Sam. Lovely." to see you and Matt Gregory with a punchy comment already, pardon the pun. He says, I reckon Rob Butler will do a Will Smith on Chris Reeve. Rob, have you got Absolutely it in not, I've no, no, we're good friends. I would never, ever resort to violence. Never. There we go. Loads of you in the comment section already. We seem to be um, being spammed with the comment cheese at the moment. But anyway, we digress already. Um, Rob, let's, let's kind of take things back to the beginning. Where... Where did this season start to rot and fall away, in your opinion? Where does it start to go wrong? The summer, wasn't it? I mean, it just the players that came in, you know, proved to not be good enough. Um, I think, you know, they were too loyal to, to Daniel Fark. We all love Daniel. We, I mean, I say this every week on Canerica. We all loved him. He was brilliant. He was brilliant with us. We got on with him and really nice chap and great with the fans and all that business. But proved he, he, he just couldn't be a manager in the Premier League. He just wasn't good enough as a manager in the Premier League. Yes, we played attractive football, et cetera, et cetera. But that was in the championship. And, and you know, I think, you know, they stuck with him a bit too long. I think really? probably, you know, in in if we'd have just swapped, switched him around in the summer, it probably wouldn't have been a good idea. But not that Norwich or any team would ever do that after a promotion. But mm-hmm. clearly Daniel Farker didn't have quite what it takes with Norwich in the Premier League. But it for me, whichever route you go down, it comes back to recruitment. You know, the players they've got in haven't been good enough. On paper, we're all looking at the likes of Billy Gilmore and thinking, well, we'll all take Billy Gilmore. He hasn't yeah. delivered at all. Um, Matthias Norman, yeah, he had a good spell, but since coming back from injuries, he's not really been good enough. Ozan Kabat, another one we probably looked at and thought, well, this guy's played in the Champions League. You know, he's played for Liverpool. But he's he's fits and starts, I suppose you'd say. Um, and then it's it's January, isn't it? I mean, it's there's just not a good... We'll, we'll get on to January in, in a little while, but he they just haven't brought the players in. They've not given Norwich a chance. So it, for me, it all comes down to recruitment. I don't think you can put any blame on Dean Smith, really, because he's taken over the job and, and trying to turn it around and get a little bit more organisation there. But for me, it all comes back to the summer. A lot of noise was made and nothing's been delivered, really. Hard to disagree with that, Rob. And um, I'm sure Nick will agree with you on that point, that that, that Dino shouldn't be uh, to, to blame at all. Um, Nick, where, again, are you, are you on recruitment? Where, where did it start to go wrong for Norwich City this season? Why are we where we are? I'm not even quite... I, I think you could, I, Personally, I think I go back a little bit longer than last summer. Wow. I, I, think, the, I think the culture um, started to change when they first got promoted back into the Premier League in 2019. I think that's when the culture started to shift. That's when hype started to be believed a little bit. And that's when I started to get taken off the ball. Okay, so 
Um, a, a, a lot of noise, like Rob was said, was made back then about uh, money being thrown up the wall from the previous regime. What did they go and do straight away um, in, in 2019? Hand out ridiculous contracts to players who weren't good enough. Dermich and Farmer. Um, so, well, they took Farmer's contract over, I think, when he was on loan. But that's that's when things started to slide. Um, and they can, look, obviously there's a bridge in, in between the two uh, Premier League seasons and a, a fantastic championship winning season. Of course there is. But the championship's average. You should be, you know, a, a club like Norwich, a team like Norwich had at that time, that's it, last season, should have been walking away with that division. Yeah. Because it's, it's an average league. Um, easy said than done. You've got to beat what's put in front of you. You've got to get everything right. Everything you know, You've got to play well, but you should be with the, with what they had at their disposal. So then last summer, the trend continued. They didn't get it right. Look, it's not necessarily down to one man. One man gets a lot of the flack and justifiably so. He needs to take that on the chin and on the shoulder. Um, but there, there is a recruit, recruitment team behind him. And some of those um, haven't necessarily done what they needed to do, is either find the players, um, target the right players. Um, uh, is there enough joined up thinking? I think it's um, uh, no, is the answer, frankly. And um, at, at, the, at the risk of kind of sort of droning on, um, I, I better wrap it up. And it, it's I, I go back a lot longer than the last season. I think the, I think the rot set in um, a while ago. Interesting. Ollie, what's your take, matey? Sort of, yeah, agree with sort of both of them. I feel like that some of the recruitment we've we've uh we've gone for hasn't hasn't quite been good enough. And and I feel like as a fan, I like I like the way the club's going in terms of being like a sustainable club. You've you've seen the likes of I don't know, the Sunderlands, the Mm -hmm. who have gone gone down and gone down again and before you know it everyone's moaning that and they're like the Boltons and people like that but there's got to be a time where you spend some of this money that that we're that we're getting for going down and coming back up all the time it's it's been a very frustrating time as a fan and we spoke about it in that Leeds game of yeah like the players we've got just unfortunately from in my opinion aren't good enough obviously I'm no footballer and these guys are more of the experts they see it week in week out but yeah I just don't unfortunately think we've got the quality to to survive and when you get a few injuries as well you're going you're going even more into the squad and I think it's shown this year that unfortunately we aren't good enough. You're so right, Ollie, and you, you bring back some um, some good but horrendous memories because, of course, the last time we hung out was that was that Leeds game. We were in a we were in a cosy, cuddly box, weren't we, with the with the free beers? Thank goodness we had those free beers to get through that, eh? You've changed. Yeah, made it a little bit easier. I've changed. <laughs> in the box, or well, maybe you haven't changed. Have you? This is an England cricketer; he's allowed to be in a box. But you, <laughs> you see warm weather. You see, I can't I can't be out in the cold. <laughs> yeah, keep, keep keep those uh, arms and legs warm, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Let's uh, let's go to the comment section. Loads of great comments and and uh, great people tuning in tonight. Of course, friend of the channel, David Spud Thornhill. Good evening, guys. From another Thorpe and Andrew boy. Clearly, 
a trendy place to live these days. And um, Thomas, thank you so much for the super chat. I have no idea what that what that means in Norwegian, whatever. Um, but I'll read out your comment nonetheless and let me know how much it is so I can thank you properly because we really do appreciate it. The only game I'll be able to attend this season as an overseas supporter is Newcastle at home. Break it to me, lads. Will it be worth the trip? Nick, will it be worth the trip from, for Thomas? Um, isn't it always worth the trip? Uh, coming back to at least Norwich, you know, I mean, we can forget about sometimes we can forget about that little bubble of Carrow Road. But, uh, you know, um, Tombland's still pretty nice, isn't it? I, yeah. Know, I don't mind the Adam and Eve. So, uh, <laughs> just don't go to the football, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, just, 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 go to lunch, just, just go to the Adam and Eve, go to the Wigan Pen and just stay. It's fine. And, 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 and Nick, staying with you, Mark Hall has got a question in. He's watching on Facebook this evening. He says, I tweeted Nick at the start of the season and said this season would be the most pivotal in years. Stay up in the current model would have, would have proven a success. Go down and it's failed and we're worse off than under David McNally. Do you agree with that? Um, I might have to because he's my mate from uni. I've known him 20 years. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, sure. um, yeah, I, I, I think... I think it's a dangerous situation to be in because look, I, mean, I know Michael Bailey did a piece about um, Tammy Pukki's wages um, the other day. I think he said 50 plus. I think he's being a little bit coy because it is a little bit more than that. Um, so when if Norwich trigger that option and they do go down, he will be they will be shouldering a, a, a big wage for him in the championship. So. Again, going back, you know, everybody was talking about the wages they gave back under the, under David McNally's reign. There are big wages now. You know, this myth that Norwich don't pay uh, big money in relative terms. Look, they're not paying 100000 a week. Of course they're not. But in terms of they're not um, skitting around, um, not paying sixty grand because they are. Um, and I think that the, the worrying thing is that it has the standard dropped from the fans, has the expectation dropped from the fans. Because I do think that if Norwich are in this situation um, in, what, 2014, 15, was it? Um, 2013, 14. Yeah. Um, then there would have been much more uproar. There would have been much more outrage. And I think people would have been out to get certain people out of the club earlier and and, and, and quicker and with much more uh, ferocity. Um, I think it that is slowly coming. Um, I think, and I'm sure we'll get onto it later, there are certain tone-deaf things that have come out of the club over the last few weeks. And, and I think that has tipped some people over. Um, I think the balance has just started to tip a little bit. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that it's going to be um, as bad a situation, but I would certainly say it's comparable. Mm, although you know you've got to balance it out they have done good things the yeah. training the training ground Norwich yeah. lost Norwich lost players because of the track because Colney wasn't up to standard previously yeah. Allaire for instance yeah Allaire, you know Norwich lost Allaire but a big chunk of that was because of the training ground he didn't fancy working there during you know during his you know is doing his job there basically um so that that's that's great um, and there, there are some foundations that have been laid within the training ground, which are, um, which you can't get away from. They are positives. They are good. They yes. were needed, but they can't keep relying on that. And um, yeah, it will, it will be, 
it, it's a comparable situation, to be honest. Yeah, and and, and Ollie, what's your take on, on what Nick started to say there? From a fan's point of view, where do you sit? Because for me, I'm almost falling into a bracket now of I'm kind of seeing through it a little bit. I'm kind of fed up of it. Like I actually really um, embodied and actually almost enjoyed this yo-yo because it was entertaining. We were up and down and winning the league and pissing people off. And and yes, it was against the grain and it was a story, but it feels a bit false to me now personally. But how, how do you interpret where we are as a football club right now as a supporter, Ollie? Yeah, it's tough. Like Again, like I come back to, I don't want to see the club obviously get in a financial position where they're struggling and they go down and go down again. But I, I went to Arsenal at Boxing Day on Boxing Day and left, I think, just before the penalty was, was given. And it, I've got to a stage as a fan now where I don't actually want to go. Like, it's, it's, it's been tough to watch. I feel like we're, we're not really going really to score. Um, and it's how many, if we only concede two, that's that's a good week. Um, no. I feel like, <laughs> yeah, as it's it's not great to hear. And I might be, I don't know, I might be being dramatic. But for me now, I, there was a Tuesday night against Villa. I drove back from Birmingham for two and, two and three quarter hours to to watch them play horrendous. You 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 tried to you tried to obviously give it your all and and be positive, but yeah, like I say, at the moment you can't. I feel like there's got to be there's got to be something that changes because what we're doing at the moment, we keep going down. We're fortunate enough to come straight back up. That doesn't happen all the time. Um, if we go down this year and lose a couple more players or whatever, or play, yeah. some players have got older and they're not as sharp, and before you know it, we're we're sitting mid table next year in the in the championship. Then. Every, every, all the fans are going to be moaning again. So I think something has to change. Do you think we need a squad upheaval, Ollie, in the summer? Do you think there needs to be not lots of outs and ins? I, I don't know, because sometimes, even in a cricketing um, environment, you get rid of loads of players, people come in. It doesn't It doesn't just work like that. But I think we need to be a bit more savvy with with who we're, who we're going for. And, mm. and also, yeah, like build... I guess building for the future in terms of not being a club where you get people to a certain level and then you have to sell them on. Like I think we need to try and be a bit more ruthless in terms of saying no, we're gonna we're gonna keep hold of you. Yeah, no, I I agree, Ollie, entirely. And there's so many things in in there that that, that we'll cover. And Rob, I want to go to you now with with the opener on on the next question, and we we can't beat around the bush any longer because there's been so many comments mentioning this name time after time. Um, Stuart Weber, Weber, Stuart Weber, Rob, you know, it, is Stuart is Stuart accountable for the mess that we find ourselves in? Well, when we went down last time, he said himself he was accountable. So Norwich City are probably, if you were a betting person, would, would bet on them going down. We said it at the start. So he is accountable again. He will do the interviews with us and the Nationals and the EDP and what have you, where he will no doubt say, I'm accountable. So that's twice that he's done interviews now in the last couple of years where he's accountable. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else you can say. I mean, he, he's clearly in a position at the club where he has a lot of power. 
Um, it appears to me, from from what I understand, that that Delia and Michael own the club, but they kind of let Zoe Ward and Stuart Weber run things from day to day, which is which is you know that's up to them. It's their club; they can do what they want. Yeah. Well, I say it's their club; it's the fans' club, really, as, as Delia will often say. But if that's true or not, I'm not sure. But anyway, um, you know, so so Stuart and Zoe are running the club, which is fair enough. So. If you've got a situation where the person who's failed twice in the last three years says it's my fault, blame me, don't blame Daniel Farker, don't blame Dean Smith, which is we can't we can't second guess him, but I'm assuming that's the kind of thing he'll say if Norwich do go down, then he is the man responsible. So does he resign because he's failed two years in out of three? Probably not. Um, does he go off and do another job somewhere? Does he go off and do this charity that he's doing? You know, I, I guess so. We've got Neil Adams as the assistant sporting direct assistant sporting director, so maybe he gets more power. These are all questions that we would love to put to Stuart Webber. You know, as BBC Radio Norfolk, we have asked the club. Um, we haven't had a no, but we haven't had a yes either. So that there's no interview forthcoming. I can understand that. I can see that that Stuart would probably want to wait until anything's confirmed, whether that be miracle staying up or what we think will happen, which is Norwich go down and end up in the championship. I don't understand why I'd want to do that interview afterwards. That makes sense. But believe you me, lots of fans get in touch with us. And I know they do with the EDP boys as well. And probably Nick and say, you need to speak to him. You need to speak to him. Well, we do ask. And, and unfortunately at the minute, there's no positive answer on that. But as I said, just to, just to kind of put that in a, in a, in a shoebox, if you like, he said he was responsible for, for Norwich going down the last time they did. I'm guessing he'll say the same this time because he can't really blame Dean Smith. He could probably blame the players. Yes. They are the players he brought in. So usually mm. in football, if you're responsible for something, you move on, lose your job, resign, whatever. If mm. that's going to happen at the time, I can't see it, but we shall see. There's a word there that, that cropped up on a few occasions there, Rob. Power. Um and it just feels like at the moment it doesn't it doesn't feel good. There's not a feel good factor around the club. I'm not expecting there to be right because we're about to get relegated. But this word power and um, you know, there's so many of these negative words coming up. And um, Nick, do you think that do you think that Stuart's almost got too much power at the football club now? Is it uh, is this a good thing or a bad thing? What, what's your what's your opinion on that? Yeah, look. I think the short answer is yes. Um, Delia and Michael have unfortunately got a track record for it. Uh, I think David may have, David Manali may have been given a bit too much leeway uh, previously. And look, everybody forgets that pre-2017, Norwich spent a lot, quite a lot of time in the Premier League and were a lot more competitive than they were, uh, you know, recently. So, um mm. I'm 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 not one for uh, bashing David McNally because I think he actually did a good job uh, uh, in 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 many many ways, um, but Delia and Michael consistently hand power over to individuals, uh, right. and they are then allowed to sort of create their own kind of sort of uh, bubble and have have the autonomy. Um, a lot of appointments are now the sporting director's appointments, down from the manager to. Uh, the recruitment, um, seeing Steve Weaver come in. Uh, I think he's, he's involved in the first team now from the academy. Did they move him over? Um, do I remember that rightly? Please feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. Um, um, and, and many of those appointments, I think, uh, I, I'm not particularly on board with. Um, it's probably best that I don't go into massive detail over why I'm um, not on board with them. But um, I think there... I think, uh, there are 
yeah, it's very, very, very difficult for me to actually say, kind of, uh, be completely and utterly honest, because I, yeah. I might talk. Um, it, it would be it would be unfair to talk about people I don't know individually. Um, but uh, yeah, is there too much power? Yes. Um, I think you look at Neil Adams's position. Norwich have essentially, from my eyes, and if they want to come out and tell me I'm completely wrong, then that's absolutely fine. Norwich have essentially two sporting directors at the minute. One who is off, not off just yet, but chasing other goals or will be chasing other goals. And if it's for charity, that's absolutely wonderful. We can't knock that whatsoever. But have they taken their eye off the ball because he feels that he needs another challenge? Um, and Neil Adams is essentially running things day to day anyway. So Neil Adams is sporting director in all the name, while somebody else is his direct line manager, if you will, is is um, focusing on somewhere else. And I think when you've got somebody who I believe, um, and I haven't met him all that often, uh, in the sporting director is quite goal-orientated. And are those goals complete now? Have Has the, the, the uh, restructuring and um, redesign of Colney, that all those boxes have been ticked? Yeah. Um, we're coming to the end of that five-year spell where he said that uh, the five-year plan. Know, that, that, that's that's my five-year plan. So what's the what's yeah. the next? What's the next ones? So, um, yeah. Look, I think the short answer is yes, and I think the club do have a lot of questions to answer. Ollie, you and I, you and I had a good old moan at that, taking us back to that Leeds game. Cool, we had a good old moan about Mr. Farker, and of course, club legend in my opinion, so grateful and thankful for everything that he managed to achieve in the time he did at the club. If we had a better start, could this have not even, I don't even, I feel like we won't even, we wouldn't even be here now. And I don't know, is that a bit of a stupid thing to say? Or, or do you, do you feel that Daniel Farker should take some accountability for, for this season? I guess it'd be hard, obviously not to. He's, he started the season off and unfortunately it didn't go well. Um, and but I don't know. Obviously, I don't really know um, in terms of football how much the manager has in terms of who does who he gets as players. I guess um, the recruitment does that come higher up? Um, and if so, is he being handed players to to train and obviously get get match ready that he might not think are, are good enough? But unfortunately, that's that's the job he's got to do. Um, and I know as a manager, you that's where you earn your money and the the best get the best out of people. Um I think, yeah, like I say, I think he 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 has got a bit um to do with um the position we're in. Uh, mm. I I don't like seeing people lose their job, but yeah. I think it was the right decision. And unfortunately, I think we gave him a little bit too much time. It's obviously easy to say that now. Um but for me, it was just the way Farker played, and he, for me, he always left it too late. Um, yeah. It would be seventy fifth, eightieth minute before he made a change, and mm. for someone to come on in ten minutes and really make an impact, it's it's tough, especially especially when you you need to get used to the the pace of the game and stuff. Um, I think Dean Smith's good. Um, yeah. I thought initially it might be too soon after the Villa job. Yes. Um, me too. But, but at the end of the day, there there wasn't 
many candidates out there, uh, in my opinion. Um, and I think he'll be good next year. Um, if we do, do go down, he's obviously experienced it um, with with Brentford and Villa, and and hopefully he can, yeah, he can build on um, the squad we've got this year, and hopefully some more recruitment coming in. You really lead us nicely on now to to where we go from here. And and Rob, I'll I'll come to you on this one. But before I do, let's quickly pop into the comment section. We've got City Elite here on Facebook, who I know have been very frustrated at the uh, the club's lack of comms around helping them get a drum at games this season. They say, too true, any club would kick off. Norwich and its fan base are happy to watch it happen. Quite a lively one indeed. Carl Skillings on YouTube is in the house. He says, do you think Dean Smith and Shaggy have the skill set to get us back up again, even without substantial investment? So, Rob, I'll leave you on that one. Where do we go from here? And what's your reaction to Carl's comment? Yeah. Well, we've got to, we've got to stick with Dean Smith and, and Shaky. I mean, that, that's that's a no brainer because, as Ollie quite rightly said, you know, the, the, this is a manager and you know, an assistant manager who've had great success. You know, Craig Shakespeare's part of a title winning team. Can't get much bigger than that, can you? Winning the Premier League. And, and Dean Smith has got a proven track record at the Championship. He's got a proven track record of keeping teams up, you know, and, and he did it with Villa. All right, yeah, they've got a bigger budget, et cetera, et cetera. But he still did it, um, you know, and, and he was talking the other day in a press conference in about how, what, he, what he came to when he came to Walsall, you know, and he said it was way worse off than Norwich and he, and he managed to keep them up that year and they had nothing, you know, with with we're, we're billionaires compared to what, what they had at Walsall. So, Dean, there's no issue with Dean Smith from my point of view. Other people might have a different say. I think he's a good manager. He's a really good bloke. He's honest. You can see why the fans, uh, sorry, the players respond to him. Yeah. Clearly a good man motivator, clearly quite a forward thinking modern manager as well. Um, you know, I, th I think he's excellent. And I think, you know, we're all, you know, there's lots of criticism towards Stuart Webber. You have to give Stuart Webber credit for getting him. Um, and obviously there was a long standing thing where, where Webber obviously had a, a kind of inkling that he would want to work with Dean Smith one day. And, and that's come to fruition. So that's a good thing. I'm not sure, you know, as I said earlier, I don't think I don't get any kind of indication that Stuart Webb is going to resign. Um, I, I think yeah. you know perhaps he's perhaps he's thinking about what's next and perhaps he's thinking about the future. But let, I, I just can't, I can't really see him walking away from it. So I guess I guess you know lots of Norwich fans would say, well, look, you know Stuart Webb has got us up. He's done it before twice. He's got us out of the Championship. Yeah. So if he is the man who's still going to be in charge of things when we go back down, if we do, then. He, he's got the know-how. All I would say is, yeah, that's great, but the the recruitment into the Premier League, you know, has not been good enough on a couple of occasions, and that's that's kind of the blind spot. So what I would be doing, and and I tweeted it the other day, you need to let Dean Smith have the final say on that. You need to let him put a, a team yeah. together to, to do the recruitment. As as Nick said earlier, it's not just Stuart Webber. There's a whole recruitment team. That yeah. needs looking at. There needs to be a, a, a root and branch, you know, inquiry as to what went wrong there. And that's not just Stuart Webber, that's his whole team. And Dean Smith needs to lead that. And Craig Shakespeare needs to lead that. They need to be the ones to say, right, this is who we want to get in. I know a lad from Villa. I know a lad I used to work with at Brentford, whatever. Yes. Get these people in, you know, or, or female, whoever it is. Get these people in yeah. and, and let me do the signings. Because clearly Dean Smith can spot a good player. He's brought great players here. And clearly... Dean Smith's brilliant with youngsters. All right, Jack Grealish is one of Europe's best players, but he yeah. wouldn't be where he is without Dean Smith in terms of really developing him. So, you know, I, I, 
I'm not I'm not going to put the boot in on Dean Smith. I think he's not been here long enough to really take all the the kind of the, the kind of crap from fans for it. I just think he needs to almost be given more control. And people again have tweeted me and said, "Oh, well, that's not how it works in football these days." All right, well, fair enough. But it hasn't worked the way we are doing it. Yeah. So you know, let 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 Dean have a bit more control over it in the summer. And if Stuart Weber and Neil Adams are still running, that's fine. Mm. But they just need to let him have the yeah. kind of final say on what he's bringing in. I think for his squad. When you say you know con- getting more control and bringing people in, Rob, I think it's pretty fair to say that fans are actually fearing, well, what are they going to put into the club? Because there's questions of Dealer and Michael and, you know, how will the parachute payments work, etc. So do you see Dean Smith being given a decent amount of money to actually give us a chance of going straight back up? Or do you think they'll try and botch it uh, in terms of, in terms of um, money put in? Because, Let's be frank, they've tried to do that on a couple of occasions, haven't they? 300 grand in the Premier League last time we went up. Yeah, well, that was that was ridiculous. You, you know, it's, it's all very well saying self-funding and all that, but you, you need to put more money in than that. And, and you know, that, that's, you know, let, let's be honest, though. You know, Norwich have spent money last summer. You know, they, they bought Jolis and Sargent for, yeah. I guess, best part of 20 million. I think you can probably guess, you know, there's 15, 16, 17 million. You know, Milot Rashid's has been good. You know, I think he's a player. That's a, there's a definite player there, but he hasn't been incredible he's, he's probably been our best player pound for pound from an attacking point of view but he hasn't been that great he's been good yeah. but not that great um you know and josh Sargent works hard etc cetera, etc cetera, but he hasn't scored he scored two goals at watford and, and that is really it you know yeah. jollis we just haven't seen so you know we all we all thought there was a player there but it just hasn't worked for him so they did spend money so you know it's not you know we me and chris always talk about this so much on the scrimmage it's not about spending money throwing loads of money at it you know you don't have to be man city but the people you do have to get in have to be good you yeah know? And, and Stuart Webber got Emmy Boindir in you know should he have sold him I don't think so should we try to keep him maybe a bit harder but he said he wanted to go so there you go Timu Puki you know free transfer it's, it's, it's all obvious stuff that we've said a million times but he has proved he can do it as far, as far as going back down to the championship, you know, obviously there needs to be some money spent. There's 11 million coming in for Todd. You know, again, so disappointed that, that Toddy hasn't really been a part of this season because I, I love him and he's a great player and it's a shame that he hasn't worked out for him. But there you go. 11 million is going to come in for him. That's got to go straight back into the team. I mean, 11 million will get you quite far in the championship. But, you know, Norwich, Norwich are going to lose so many players in the summer. I even I've even got this inkling that I think Rashidza might even go and, and have to be sold because he'll simply want to play in the Premier League or blame the top division. Exactly. He might want to go back to the Bundesliga, yeah. you know. So that's a worry. If we lose Rashidza, who would probably rip it up in the championship, J- Josh Sargent will probably be all right in the championship. Jolis might be all right. so we have got players there, but it's 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 just a case of just giving Dean Smith the control of it because he's a football manager. He's head mm. coach and all that business. He's a manager. He's a Brian Clough. He's someone who knows what he's doing. He can do everything. Let him do it. And obviously he needs people around him. He needs a Neil Adams or a Stuart Webber to, to do the deals. But Dean Smith and Shaky should be the ones saying, I want him, I want him, and I want him. That's how it should work. Ollie, do you think that these players are good enough to get us out of this league. You know, a couple of names there that Rob's mentioned, you know, Zolis, um, Sargent. Do you think maybe we won't need to spend money because those players will smash the championship up? Because I don't know about you, but I haven't got faith in those boys coming good. I haven't. No, I agree. I feel I feel like the glimmer of hope this year is has been Josh Rowe. I feel like when he's come on, he, he's, yeah, he's, he's looked he's looked threatening. Um I feel like, 
yeah, if he if he gets some game time as well. Um, but yeah, I agree yeah. with Rob. As a as a sportsman, you want to be playing at the highest level. Um, whether whether they um, whether they keep him or not, whether he yeah, like he says, Rob says he decides that he wants to go. Um, but yeah, I haven't seen enough, like you've said, from the others to yeah. to feel like we've we've got a really like strong squad to to get back up. Um, I feel like we're going to have to we're going to have to sign some players, and because I think we will lose some. And if we don't sign some players, then it's looking a very thin squad. And to sign some players, of course, Nick, we we need a recruitment department. Why is it that so many people have left that department this year? Because we've it's pretty public knowledge now that so many people have come and gone at, at Norwich City this season. Um, some senior, some some not as senior, and um, few people in the recruitment department. So, in terms of that question, where do we go from here? Well, what Rob has said around bringing players and giving Dino control. What Ollie has said in terms of in terms of his analysis. Well. You can't do any of that without surely reforming the recruitment department. So what, what's your opinion on that? Yeah, look, I, I don't know individual reasons for leaving or anything yeah. anything like that. Um, I, I, I don't, I feel that look, whether it's fair or not, it's just what you, what you hear. Um, it, it just, it just sounds like a little bit of a dysfunctional place to be right now. Yeah. Um, uh, and and maybe that's one of the, maybe that's a reason why people say, you know what, maybe I, I want to move on. And But look, that's, that, that's down completely down to the individual in any job, in any walk of life. If yeah. you're, uh, um, you know, if you're in an office, if you're a milkman, um, if you're a lawyer, if, if, if you're not happy at your place of work, you, you're going to want to look and, and go somewhere else and better yourself. So, I don't want to speculate on individual reasons for leaving. It's, it's not wouldn't be fair on on uh, those people. Um, do they need to change their uh, position on how they attract? They're not attract. How they look for players and how they go about getting them? Yes, one hundred percent. I think you know they did say in January that we look, we weren't going to sign anybody. Um, uh, and so that's that's why the sporting director was away. It didn't make any difference, you know. We weren't really. We knew we weren't going to try, you know, get anybody in. But they were trying. I know they were trying. They didn't have much money uh, to to offer um, in terms of loans, but they were looking for a winger. They were looking for a striker, um, and uh, they were the 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 weekly wage um, wasn't. An awful lot because obviously there's no money to spend because they spent it uh, in in the summer. They didn't keep any back particularly, um, but I think they were playing. You know, uh, I think they were taking fans for fools there a little bit by pretending that they weren't going to sign anybody when they were actually trying to sign players or look for players. Um, I know that, so um, they need to. It comes, I think that, I, and I've said it before, and it's a wider issue over why people might want to leave. But there needs to be more humility at that club. There, there, there needs to be a, uh, um, an acceptance at the club that they've got things very wrong at key stages, which have really, really hurt the club. And there is not enough humility at that club to accept the criticism, justified criticism, when it comes. 
um, and um, maybe that's a reason why people want to leave. I don't know. I said I don't want to speculate on that. But um, where they go from here, I'm, I agree with Rob and Ollie, um, and I've said it on Twitter um, that I, I would like to see Dean and, and Craig get a little bit more control. Yeah, because it's not worked, um, and I was I was there when Dean walked into Walsall as head of youth in 2010. I was covering; uh, they were my they were my club. I was covering them as a local reporter. Um, I was there when he got got the caretaker manager job and pulled off a miracle, keeping them in League One in in 2010 2011. Took over; they were bottom nine points from safety. Stayed up by a point on the final day, and trust me, that team was awful. <laughs> you know, that team, that team stunk the place out for half the season before Dean got there. Um, you know, with with some canny loan signings, Matt Gill, signed Matt Gill from Norwich for a month, um, and and a, and a few others, like Craig Westcar, and can't remember, can't remember who else. Um, he kept them up, and Dean's a builder. You know, you've seen Dean build, and when he went from Walsall to Brentford. He left Walsall challenging for automatic promotion from League One. Yeah. And when, when he left, they just dropped. And now they're mid-table League Two. Brentford, the found, he laid a lot of foundations that Brentford are benefiting from now. And he laid a lot of foundations that Aston Villa are benefiting from now. He's a builder. He needs to be given time to build. But he also needs to be given the resources to build and the space to build. We're going into uh, into tanks, weapons, and guns analogies. I think we're I think we're leaning into that next slightly. And on that note, in terms of tools, which is money, I'm going to go to the comment section because a few people have hinted at this, and we need to talk about it. And Rob, I'll come to you. Lewis Buck, very valid point. Norwich City isn't broken. Football is. And Mark on YouTube says Weber's not the problem. It's above him. Smith and Jones are holding us back and have been a hindrance for this club for years now. Rob, what's your what's your opinion? What are your ideas around the ownership, the current model, what we do? This whole we spoke about it off air. You know, self funded. Are we really self funded? Like, what are we in that department, and how much blame should they take? Well, self. I mean, I've said this on the radio. So it's nothing I've not said before. I've said it on the BBC. I just think self-funding is just just this weird made-up phrase that someone someone's come up with. I mean, it, let's be honest, everything's fan-funded, isn't it? It's fans paying for stuff. You know, the fans put their hands in the pocket to, to help the training ground, you know. So yeah. the people going through the gates, paying, spending their money, whether it be buying a hot dog a program or just buying a ticket, they're the ones that are funding football. If you look at it at the top, you know, the, the, if you buy a Sky subscription, that money, you're funding it. So you're a fan, you're watching it in your armchair or at the grounds. So everything is, is it all comes from the fans. We, we saw how, it's a cliche, but now, but we, we saw how dreadful football was when there was no fans there during the pandemic. So for Norwich to kind of come up with this self-funding thing, that's fine. I understand what they're saying, but all football clubs have, have a certain amount of self-funding. There are clubs who who have rich owners who can just put their hands in their pockets, you know, and, and, and I guess you would say they're the lucky ones. You know, Lewis made a good point there. Oh, yeah, it's football that's broken. Well, you know, that that's that's a debate for another day. I mean, you, you can sit here all, all day long. You know, we were part of the Premier League when it started. So that was the day football died in a lot of people's opinions. But we still managed to finish third. You know, and that was still, you know, Robert Chase, and and I'm not in any way defending Robert Chase. I'm, I've been a fan since 1986, so I know exactly what Robert Chase is all about. But he sold our best players. 
And, you know, everyone was upset. You know, Steve Bruce got sold. You know, Dave Watson. We all were upset. We were like, what are you doing selling Chris Sutton? And he said, well, if Sutton's gone at the end of the season, so will I be. And he wasn't. You know, he he, he mis, you know, misconstrued that. But this is what Norwich have to do now. They have to sell their best players. But because they're being, and uh, thanks, Sam, for the message there, chase out. Yeah, I agree, chase out. But the point I'm trying to make is, you know, Norwich are being honest with fans, and that's great. And they're saying, you know, we need to sell players. We need to sell Todd Cantwell in order to put that money back in because we don't have rich owners. We understand that. But for, for fans to, to to kind of kick off back in the day about, well, we sold our best players, that's exactly what we're doing now. And we haven't got those owners that other clubs have got. We haven't got the Manchester City owners or the Newcastle owners. Do we really want owners like that? Again, that's another debate to have on, on another day. But I, ju- I just think in this modern football world, you do need to have owners who, who can put a little bit of money in. And if that means, you know, through businesses or somehow, it doesn't always have to be black or white. It doesn't always have to be, you know, foreign investors that have got a yes. bit of a shady thing going on. It can just be a good foreign investor. I mean, you know, Nick Masheter covers Leicester on a regular basis. You know, an amazing club. Whenever I go there, I love going there. It's a, it's a really welcoming club. They're really kind people there. The staff are great. You look and see all these Thai charms around the stadium. It's wonderful. It's a wonderful place to go. They are brilliant owners. And they're they're not British, you know. And I've said it a 100 times on Canary Call. It's such a red herring with the kind of, we don't want foreign owners, you know. Delia Smith said on on the BBC a few years ago, you know, on Nick Conrad's breakfast show, I think it was, we don't want camels coming down Carroll Road. Well, you can't. I just don't think you can say things like that because you know that you're you're writing off a whole regime just because you think in your mind you want your owners to be from Norfolk. Well, unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. So Delia and Michael have done an amazing job for Norwich. That they, you know, they saved us when we needed them. Um, um, I just think it, it's time to to open your mind a little bit and and just what help can they get? It doesn't mean just yeah. going. Doesn't mean just selling up tomorrow. Can they bring someone in just to help them out and and try and take this club to the next level? Because Delia and Michael aren't getting any younger. They won't want to do this forever. Yeah. And I think Norwich fans have got every right to know what's next. What's yeah. coming next for Norwich yeah. City? Please yeah. tell us because we want to know. And I think, it, I think, Robert, I, that's absolutely brilliant, mate. I, I think that's at the point we're at. And we, we, uh, we likened our situation to actually selling a property, right? You can't sell a property without the for sale sign, exactly. without the board outside your house. And at the moment, I don't think the board is outside the house. And we know from Delia's recent interviews, it ain't outside the house. And I think that we are now at this, you know, quite frankly, critical stage of the football club because... Ollie's comment earlier, that really scares me. And there's so many fans out there that are saying, do you know what? I think I'll just mow the lawn instead. I know loads, mate. I know That's, loads. Yeah. And I know so many. And I, by the way, it's great, by the way, that new season ticket holders are coming through. But that almost scares me. How many people have dropped out this year because they're tired of this same old hymn sheet of self-sustaining, up and down. Dean is the best owner. Like, she is an incredible woman. Very grateful to her and Michael. Spent a, a few evenings with them. Very grateful for that. Incredible people. Wrote to my dad a handwritten letter when he had a heart attack. No, a incredible person. But Rob, I think there is it, that's such a good point from you. It isn't black and white. There is actually a grey space in the in between that I don't believe because I'm not being told. The football club are exploring, and I I do think that's I do think that's a crying shame. And Ollie, let's let's go off on a slight tangent. Um, Matt Gregory, John Hugel and O'Neill back in the summer. Would you have them back? 
I mean, I like Onel Hernandez. I think he's. I, I, I don't know if his final product is quite there. Um, but for someone in the championship, I feel like he'll run at defenders. Where I feel in the, well recently, and when you obviously when you're losing games, it's hard to have the confidence to run at, at defenders and give him a go. But I feel like he he will actually he tr- he tries his nuts off. He'll and he tries to put a positive like influence on it. Whether he's quite good enough for. I don't think for the Premier League Championship. I think he's he's gone out on loan. He's done. I think he's done all right at Middlesbrough, from all accounts. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd have him back. Hugo, I haven't seen enough of him, but again, he's 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 proven he can score goals in the Championship. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I, it'll yeah. be interesting to see if they come back. Um, and Matt says spot on from Rob Butler. I can't remember what you said, Rob, at that point, but yeah, they, that's the first thought... time anyone's ever agreed with me. So. That's a... <laughs> And uh, it's me, James East. There's plenty of rich people uh, in England. Nick, what's what's your thoughts and feelings around the ownership of the football club? You know, do you... I said this on the pod. I sort of... I really wish that almost Delia and Michael and Jones could almost become become the... The, the 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 chairman and chairwoman as such and almost they still have a very important role so the heart and soul is still at the football club but but is that possible i mean as rob said you know you hang around um leicester from time to time would that be possible with someone these days to to facilitate someone with that much money that would still allow dealer and michael to be a part of it yeah um you look at the example of aston villa for instance uh, they made doug ellis President Emiratus, uh, you know, when I think when Randy Lerner came in in 2006, I think it was, um, I think. Um, so they gave Doug Ellis kind of sort of, you know, life presidency at the club for, for what he'd done there previously. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, which is something that he accepted. And, you know, he was still driving himself to games, um, you know, to, to his very old, very old age. So um, that was it is doable. It is possible. Um, a long time ago, and we're talking a good number of years, somebody spoke to me um, because they were looking at clubs in England and they were looking at three clubs, one of them being Norwich to, to invest in. And I said, well, look, the biggest obstacle that you've got will be, will be Delia because um, they, were, they, were, they were a foreign would have been foreign ownership. And I said, look, yeah. the biggest, biggest issue you're going to have is the scepticism that Dealey will have on foreign ownership. And I said, yeah, we've already spoken about this. And, uh, and I said, well, yeah, you're going to have to offer it. You're going to have to keep her, essentially going to keep her at the club, um, you know, like Aston Villa did with Doug. Um, and uh, uh, and I said, yeah, yeah, no, we've, we've, we've been factoring that in. That's that's in our thoughts as well. They, it, it didn't go any further. I, I don't even think they approached the club. Um, and I don't know about it because a friend of mine was involved in it. Um, um, so it didn't, it didn't go any further, but because uh, it was, I think the red tape to be able to move that kind of money and what they wanted to do would have been too difficult. But th- there is interest out there. Well, there has been interest out there. Um, there will be interest in the future. Um, and it is, yeah, I, I think there needs to be a bit need the club needs to be a little bit more open-minded i think in terms mm-hmm. of like, maybe they are being and they just haven't said maybe they're yeah, well, that's the point i was going to say nick you don't know do you, you hope no. you just yeah it, it, yeah exactly you, you, you hear yeah. an interview with delia 
sorry to butt in, but you hear the interview with Delia on Radio 4. We played it on Canerical where she said that the club's not for sale, you know, and, and that was her stance on a BBC interview. So, and I saw other interviews she's done recently where she said, you know, I'll put it to a fan vote, you know, which you think, well, is that really <laughs> what happens? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 as I said, they, they will, Norwich should be an attractive proposition when they were in the Premier League, like, uh, you know, from kind of what, 2011 to, to 2015 or whatever. Um, I always made the comparison with Swansea. You know, Swansea always, they got Boney, they got Sigurdsson, yeah. guys like that in. And a lot of, a lot of the time, if you get, if you're looking for foreign, for foreign players, good foreign players, like they were, um, the, a lot of the biggest question, or one of the questions their agents are going to be asked is how far is it from London? How quickly can we get to London? Yeah, yeah. You know, Norwich isn't in the arse end of nowhere. Yeah. You know, it's, you, can quite, you, you can, you can quite, yeah, you can, you can easily get there. Yeah. Uh, get, get to London. Um, and it's, it's a lot closer to anything Why else. Why do you want to get to London though? Stay in Norfolk. So, well, exactly. So, so, and, and look, even, even back then, Norwich were close to all the wild. Um, yes. You know, they had a, a ten million pound deal done for forty-four grand a week for Koulibaly. Done, and Napoli couldn't get the player in that they wanted to replace him, and that's why it didn't happen. You know, if if you know, it's all ifs and buts, isn't it? Ah, if, ah, if, if they, if, you know, and every ninety-one other, you know, ninety-one other league clubs and non-league clubs beyond beyond League Two have similar stories of if we got this player, it would be completely different. But it, you know, if Norwich had, had signed all the viral and Koulibaly. And had them as their centre backs. There was no way they were going down at that stage. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Exactly. Exactly. Oli, we've got some football to play still, unbelievably, <laughs> and uh, we are going to take it in turns now, gents, because we're, we're we're almost not quite. We're almost coming up to it. It's been a great conversation so far, and thank you so much to everyone that's watched. If you have enjoyed it, give us a tweet on social media. Get involved in the conversation at Talk Norris City, and I'll share all of them as a thanks for your support. Oli, kicking off with you. It's time for the relegation run-in. <laughs> so, first of all, Brighton away, Ollie. Three points, yes or no? No. Rob. No. Burnley at home, Rob. Yes or no? Three yes, points. We'll, we'll win that. Oh, come. Come on, Seriously? don't argue against us winning, Chris. Yeah, can, hey, got, come on. Them? Do you honestly yeah, think we'll beat Burnley? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think I don't think we're going to lose every game left. But that's famous last words. You can replay. I think that's, <laughs> still, I think that's a better chance than than Brighton away. I agree. Okay. Thanks. Holly. I'll clip that. I'll clip that. I love that from you, uh, Nick. Manchester United away. Yes or no? No, I don't think they'll win that one. Despite <laughs> United struggles. Ollie, Newcastle at home. Mm, no, not on the form they're on. It's not looking pretty, is it? Uh, Rob, Aston Villa away? No chance. No chance. I'm sorry, <laughs> Dean. I know you'll really want to win that one against your team, but no, I just can't see that one. Nick, West Ham at home? Any interest? Um, like Villa, it's kind of depends on which West Ham you might get. Um, depending, depend, you know, trying to sit on the fence here and maybe they'll, you know, maybe, maybe they won't lose. Um, but uh, you know, if West Ham still need the points to get into Europe, for instance, then um, Norwich might be in trouble, and by then they might be down anyway. Wolves away, Ollie, three points. Yeah, I went to the FA Cup game there. I'm confident they'll get it again. Go on, some <laughs> <positive> <laughs> <strike> twice, mate. <laughs> <laughs> 
Rob, Spurs at home. We always hundred percent. We will win that game, and it will be way too late. Tottenham yeah. will be on the beach. Yeah. It will be Spursy against Spurs. And what was, what was that game that was it? What was the game last time we were in the Prem that we won and like the, we all clapped them off and sung at the end? Watford. Was it what? Yeah, we yeah, beat them. Yeah. yeah, and it was just. Yeah, we beat them. I mean, it, it was. Well, it we clapped relegation, like, which you know you can discuss that all night. You know, should we be clapping relegation? I don't think Norwich fans will be clapping relegation this time somehow. So basically, lads, I think we've decided there that we're going to win one and we're going to draw one. Any arguments against that? Well, I said win two, actually, Chris. If you, yeah, yeah, come on, bro. I'm counting that. That's only six points. You know, that's, that's I'm not saying we're going to get much more than that, but. I hope you're right. I really, I hope really, right. really, I hope we win them all. You know, let's not get too down. I mean, let, let's 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 change the name of this quickly to staying up round table. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, because you know you can't like we're going to go and, we're going to go and see Dean Smith on on um, Friday for the pre-match presser, and he will be upbeat. It'll be positive. He'll say, we'll have, yeah, we've had three weeks off effectively, so yes. he's gonna he's not going to have written us off. You know, there's still all those points to play for. You know, yeah. we, we've got we cover Kings Lynn every week on Norwich on uh, Radio Norfolk, and you know they are well adrift, and and we're thinking they've got more chance of staying up now than Norwich, and they are well adrift. So just because they've started playing well, but Norwich just haven't played well in the last few weeks, and that's what we're all worried about. But you know, you've you've got a footballers as you know, Ollie's the only one who can relate to this because he's a he's a professional international sportsman. You know, you don't give up, do you, Ollie? These England cricketers yeah. who've struggled in in the Windies recently, they're not going to be giving up. They're going to be thinking we can sort this out. That's the thing. I, as a fan, like, I, I know they're not deliberately going out. Well, I hope not deliberately not going out there to lose. Like sometimes it just doesn't happen um, for whatever reason that is throughout the week or on the day. But yeah, like you say, you want to go out there and win. The last thing you want to do is walk off um, not getting three points because winning, I tell you what, it's bloody fun. Like, and obviously <laughs> as, a, as a fan as well, we know how good three points feels. So yeah, I do agree with you there. Come on, the boys, you can do it. Is it look, is and it is that classic, isn't it? Oh, the players don't care, or oh, he's off. We've had loads of comments on Norman recently because he's been misquoted, blah blah blah. And even what like, did he actually say then, Chris? Was it in the it was in the pinkin, was it what he actually Yeah, said? I think oh, well, that yeah. old chestnut of being misquoted on international duty while you're talking yeah, to the yeah, exactly, yeah, you yeah. know, in your own country. Yeah, no yeah. comment, no comment. Yeah. Um yeah, you throw me off a bit there. Um, yeah, I, I, I wasn't I think... trying to be difficult. I was just saying, you know, I, I just I, I did read the article that I think Dave Freeze wrote, and to be fair, he, he what he did actually say wasn't that great for Norwich fans. It was a bit like I don't want to stay, and in, in, not in so many words, which you can't. Well, but, but will he have a club to go back to? You know, but, but the point is, and let's go, let's go back to trying to, and I do want to, I do feel for some of these players. These players are hurting big time right now. I've had the privilege of speaking to a couple that will remain unnamed in the last two weeks. And one of them said it was the most difficult week of his whole career. So these boys are hurting. And ultimately, I feel that a handful of those players have been let down by the signings that have been brought in. Again, all roads lead to recruitment. And um, one final question. Question. hurt as much as the fans, mate. You know that. All these brilliant people who are watching and I the know. brilliant fans, Canary Call and Ollie, you know, we're all Norwich fans. You know, th this is the thing is, you know, I'm not knocking the players. I believe they are hurting, but actually, it's these people who spend all that money and, and turn up, they'll still be there. They're, all the Canary, you know, Club Canary well, coaches still be going. They're the ones that really feel it. So I don't feel sorry for these players. I'm sorry. Well, the, fans, the, fans are feeling, the fans are feeling it because I think the club are also, as I said, there needs, there needs to be more humility. There's too much arrogance from the club at the minute. You know, we'll, we'll look at any, 
anybody want to look at it and go, January, we knew what was happening in January with the sporting director. A lot of us at the time knew what was going on um, when he was out of the country. The club kept that quiet, tried to pretend it wasn't a story. After January, big lot of publicity about what they're doing. Hmm. Come on, let's, hmm. you know, let's, let's not pretend that people can't see through that a little bit. Let's yeah. not knocking it because it's for charity and that's yes, a good thing. Of course. That is a good thing. Yes. But you've done it after the January transfer window is closed. Yeah. While, while, you, while you kept uh, a trip to Kilimanjaro quiet. Mm-hmm. We didn't keep it quiet because it was open secret, frankly. Yeah. Um, but let's let's stop pretending that, um, that the fans don't recognise that. The, the yeah. fans do recognise that. The do fa- fans do recognise that now. You know, you, you did this trip. The club kept tried to keep it quiet. Um, and then in a blaze of publicity, a few weeks after the window closed, you you, you do all the, 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 the Instagram and the publicity for, for what he's doing, which for charity is a good thing. But stop taking the mick out of the fans. Mm. One of the things I would say on that, and I knew we were going to talk about it eventually, I agree with your point. It's so good to be doing something for charity. And obviously, as someone that works in and around the industry and has a social media marketing agency, it is important. And, you know, we've done it on Talk Norris City. Thanks to these social media platforms, we've raised, you know, tens of thousands of pounds for Big Seed Norfolk's cancer charity, right? But I do find it hypocritical that Todd Cantwell was absolutely chastised for using social media and yet now our sporting director's using it during a season, which is what Todd Cantwell was criticised for. So, yeah, I do think there's some hypocrisy. Um, and, yeah, I, I agree. I think the the whole thing around the, the detachment, the, what, what's happened during this conversation, gents, I think we've concluded that there is a big detachment from the fans and the club now. And actually, I agree with you, Rob, that, yes, of course we care. The fans are massively hurting right now. But I also think there's an air of acceptance because no, absolutely. We're, we're, yeah, just, absolutely. we're just so numb to it now. Like we've, we, we, I actually think that a lot of us have gone past the anger stage now. That, that's the, that, it, just total apathy towards everything. That's the worst thing. Any subject, whether it be football, cricket, boxing, you know, the latest episode of EastEnders, if you're just not bothered about it, that's where you've lost it. And that's where Norwich fans are. And I've spoken to at least three or four yeah. fans today. I've got a mate who lives in California. Hello to Benny, by the way. He still kept his season ticket because every time he comes back, he wants to get a ticket. And he's he went with his dad. He still lives in the UK. And, yeah. and, and he won't mind me saying it. They've finally packed it in, you know, because they're just like, do you know what? I'll probably better get a ticket when I come back back in the championship. Um, and that's another, what, no, over a thousand quid that's come out of the club. So there's, that's the worst thing about this whole situation. You've hit the nail on the head apathy from fans if you get apathy from fans who just aren't bothered about turning up then you've got big problems and unfortunately that's where the Norwich fans are and it's not just because we're losing because there's a way to lose well yes correct. we're not losing well at the minute we are just kind of well, what are we doing what are we trying to do where I mean that Leeds game I mean we touched it earlier and you boys were there you know it was just so soul destroying it really was we just weren't good enough we should have got smashed let's be honest and we were lucky we didn't and we we, we, we did well to only lose by the odd goal but you know, it's um that's the worst thing, and I think that word apathy is where Norwich fans are at, and that's really dangerous for Norwich, and they they can't take fans for granted. That's the bottom line. I think they have. Well, I think they have, and yeah. they it is getting to the stage now where the fan feeling is kind of going full circle. 
to, to 2016-17. We're, we're, we're there. Where, um, where, how the fans are feeling at that, at that time. So I think we have gone full circle um, in terms of how the fans have been feeling now. Ollie, do Norwich City bounce back immediately next season to the Premier League? Yes or no? Yes or no? Yes no. or no? No! Yeah. <laughs> Mate, you're meant to be the positive one on here. I know. <laughs> He's honest. That's what we want. It's, I, I, you. We've been lucky, like I said before earlier, we've been lucky that we've gone down, come back up, gone down, come back up. I just don't know how long you can keep doing that before your luck runs out. Mm. Not going to last forever. You're not going to keep bouncing. Nick Masheter, do we bounce back? First time of asking again next season? Um, I think the championship isn't as good as it was. I think it's an average division. Um, it's um, it's competitive because it's average. Um, <laughs> should, should I think I have to sit on the fence because we don't know at the start of the season which players they're going to have and which players they're not going to have. Um, um, will they spend a ton of money? I don't think so. Happy to be proved wrong at the end of the next transfer window, but yeah, me too, me too. Um, uh, but realistically, they should be in and around the top. Certainly, challenging for the playoffs and automatic promotion. Agreed. Um, but we'll just have to see uh, where they are. And do some of the current players have the hunger to do it again? Mm. on it, and some of them will be going. You know what? I've done this. Once done this twice, too old for this. I feel I can. I feel I can maybe go and do something else. Prove I've proved myself in that division, yeah. um, and I can think of one or two that immediately spring to mind. And it's not difficult to name them. Rob Butler. That's oh, a good question. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, it's tough. I mean, I if you put me, put me kind of on. Neck on the block. No, I'm I'm just talking my way through. Put my neck on the block. I'd probably say no. But actually, I do. I do think Nick's probably right. I think we'll be in the sniff. I think if, as long as Dean Smith gets what he needs and 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 he's backed and what have you, I think we'll, we're we're too. I mean, we've got enough good players, even if a few leave, to, to be amongst it. Um, I, ju I just think you know, as we've been touching on, it's just that worry about where Norwich fans head head are. At. Are they really going to have their heads in this? Because I'm sick of people. I am sick of people saying, "Oh, I prefer it in the champ in the championship. That's much better. We win games. We have more fun. There's more games." Where I understand what you're saying. I understand where you're coming from. But the whole reason the championship is fun is what's at the end of it. It's going to Anfield. You know, it's going to the to the Etihad. It's playing Man United. You know, that's what that's what you're doing. You know, Ollie Stone wants to play Test cricket for England. That's his goal. That's why he wants to get back fit and doing it. We want to see him thundering down. That's the pinnacle. He's not happy with just playing in the in the championship. He wants to play test cricket and, yeah. it, and it's the same as anything if you're not trying to strive to be the best in who you are and you've certainly done it Chris Nick has Ollie has we're all trying to do our best and I don't want to be that club where we're just kind of like yeah we're a little old Norwich we're not going to upset anyone we're just here for a nice day out and you get to see high high buildings and all that because we ain't got them in Norfolk I mean that's just nonsense you've got to play sport and try and be the very best I know we're not going to win the Premier League I know we're not going to qualify for you necessarily but I'll tell you what we can finish 
in the bottom six. That can be our top. That can be winning our Premier League. We haven't fought for it in the last two times we've been there. We haven't been anywhere near it. Project finished 11th and 12th not too long ago, Rob. Well, we did. But in the last couple of years under this regime, we haven't. But you're right. You know, we did it under Hugh and we stayed up. We did it under Paul Lambert, you know. We did it way back, you know, when as we were founder members of the Premier League. So there's, it's not as if Norwich is a new thing staying in the Premier League. Mm. I just I've said it for years, bang that drum. I'm sick of little old Norwich. I'm sick of us being the the, the kind of the happy-go-lucky team that are just wow. Well, we don't want to upset anyone. We're from the country. We just want to come up, have a nice day, and then we'll skiddle off back to our farms. I don't want that anymore. I want Norwich to to dream big and and be as big as possible. Um, and at the minute, I think we're just content with being that kind of up and down team. And as we keep saying, that won't last forever. You don't do that. West Brom didn't yo-yo forever. We're now the most yo-yo team of everyone. So it's not going to last forever. So I just think I just think we just need to think a little bit bigger. We need to be more positive. We need to back ourselves. And we need to think big rather than small, which is what a lot of Norwich people think, unfortunately. I hate to say it, but it's true. As a professional sportsman, Ollie, I'll, I'll let you finish up. Do you, do you agree with some of those thoughts from... From Rob, you know, playing against the best, like surely that's where these lads will want to be. And that even worries me in itself. Like some of these lads that we think will stay, I think they could go. Oh, 100%. Like as a, yeah, for me personally, you want to be playing at the top level. And if we, if obviously don't know, we don't know. But if there's people at the club that are happy just playing week in, week out, not really bothered whether we win or lose then as a as a manager they'd be the first people that that I would I would be showing the the door to and telling them thanks very much but yeah we don't want you anymore I completely agree you you have to be playing at the highest level you do all this work all this training to to try and prove yourself at the highest level and show off hopefully it might not be possible but people everyone in that Norwich side should hopefully be trying to play for their country in whatever shape or form that is, I think if you're not trying to strive for those things, then you're never going to be the best and consistently the best. Obviously, the likes of Grealish and that have got to where they have because they want to be the best and they might stay behind and do an extra 10 minutes or whatever trying to trying to make the difference. So, yeah, as a, as a sportsman, there's no better feeling than, than playing at the highest level and doing well. Like... You might, you might, you might get a move somewhere. You might go and earn, although money's not the money's not everything, and you might go and earn an extra 10, 15 grand somewhere else if that is your incentive. Like, yeah, there's there's always ways of wanting to go out there and and obviously do well. And and you said the first thing you said to us, Ollie, when you came on today was you got a sixty five today for the second team. Is that right? Well, I didn't want to bring it up, but yeah, no, I I'm bringing it up because you, you're you know you're you're a bowler, but you, you you're working on your batting all the time. And that's yeah. you. You've gone out there today. You've 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 picked up a sixty-five. You've you've gone out there. You've thrown your hands, and you're proud of that. That's because you want to improve your batting. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. You want to try and get better at better anything, whether it's a long throw-in to try and help help whoever to try and get that extra goal. I don't know. Yeah, it's just silly little things that those what we call one percenters that actually, yeah, if every is. if every eleven players is is doing the same thing, then bloody hell, you're pushing in the right direction. And ultimately, Ollie agreed with those points, by the way, excellent stuff. And um, now it's time for the club to come forward and change this horrible negative 
toxic feeling amongst the fan base because the only reason why we've even called this a relegation roundtable for god's sake is because the mood is so low the sight the silence is killing us the mood is getting worse we need to know where we're going prove us wrong because at the moment to me it does feel like the club are accepting mediocrity lads thanks so much for coming on tonight Really appreciate your time, your thoughts, your feelings, as always. I'm sure if people drop you a tweet, you'll get back to them, won't you? Um, so thank not you very much. That's abusive, I won't know. But <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much to everyone that's tuning in live. 300 of you watching it live now, and I'm sure thousands of you watching it back all over the world. If you've enjoyed this and you're watching on YouTube, do give it a thumbs up. Tweet us at Talk Norwich City. I'll retweet all of them as a thanks for your support. Fingers crossed the next time I speak to you, lovely lot, uh, will be after we get a miracle away at Brighton, but I highly doubt it. On the Ball City.